So today's daf is Yud Bet in Sukkah. We are on Yud Aleph. Amud Bet, we are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight lines from the bottom of the Amud. Uh, the quote from the Mishnah, Zakal Kol Mekabel Tum'ah, anything that is, uh, <coughs> can receive Tum'ah, which means it's either a food or a vessel that's fashioned for human purpose. So uh, this is not allowed to be used for Shach. This is the rule. So, where do we get this idea that something that's mekabil tum'ah cannot be used in, in, as sechach, as the covering of sukkah? Because it says in the Pasuk, it says, it talks about the mist that rose up from the ground. It's talking about in Gan Eden, actually. This is going way back. You know, we're talking about Bereshit here. That, uh, and, and therefore, what? So Rashi says, Right? So, uh, because we said there were, th- there were actually th- three principles in Tzchach. One is that it has to grow from the ground, right? So that's what we're going back to that, right? Wh- one is that it has to grow from the ground. One is that it can't be mekabil tum'ah. And it can't be a, I mean, that includes it not being a food, right? But it has to be something that grows from the ground. So it's saying, you see from this, Rashi says, that ananim gidule karkaninu. That uh, clouds are considered to grow from the ground because you see the mist begins on the ground and then it rises up becomes clouds which is which is accurate, right? So you see that it's called gidule karka, right? So uh, and it says so uh, so therefore what? So it says it's just like we know that mist obviously is not mikabel tumah can't become a cloud cannot be mikabel tumah and it comes from the ground because it rose up from the ground in the form of mist. So the Afsukah the Varshain Mikabil Tumah Vikidulaminar, it's the same two rules. There has to be something that grows out of the ground, that is not Mikabil Tumah. So that we learn that from the mist rising from the ground. Now Hanikhalimandamar Ananekavod Hayu, that only makes sense according to the view. That the sukkah is supposed to represent Ananea Kavod. The sukkah the sukkah that we dwell in are supposed to represent the clouds of glory that protected the Jewish people, so that it makes sense to base the the Sakhach requirements on Anane uh, on Ananim. Right on clouds. But according to the view that says no, that when it says it actually means that the Jewish people built Sukkot in the Midbar, and it just is trying to say that um, that Hashem enabled them to be able to survive under those conditions. That's what it means. So, my, so then, why would we learn it out from clouds then? Tanya, as we learned in a bright, according to Rabbi Eliezer. The Sukkot is referring to the Ananea Kavod. Rabbi Akiva Omer Sukkot Mamash Asulahim. Rabbi Akiva says, no, actual Sukkot. So according to the one that says it's Ananim, so it makes sense to base the requirements of the Schach on Ananim and say just like clouds come from the ground and they are not Mikabel Tumas, same with Schach. But according to Rabbi Akiva who says that Sukkot is supposed to model actual physical Sukkot in which the Jewish people live in the Midbar, so then what would the basis be for connecting that to, you know, what, where are we going to derive the idea of the, um, of Kabbalat Tum'ah or Gidulom in Aretz that has to grow from the ground, right? So it says, Hanichal, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Akiva, Ma'ikel, Mimar. What are we going to say about Rabbi Akiva? Where's he going to get this idea from? So, Kiyatar, Rav Dimi, Amar, Yochanan, when Rav Dimi came, he said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Rav Dimi was always coming from Eretz Israel, bearing uh, new teachings from, uh, you know, to Bavel from Eretz Israel. So it says, when he came, it always means that he came from Eretz Israel to Bavel with a teaching from Rabbi Yochanan who lived in Israel. Amar the Pasuk says, Chag Makish Giga. Remember, we know that the word Chag, even though we, t- we typically read it or, or translate it as holiday, it actually refers to the Korban. 
right? So Chag is a reference to the Korban Chagiga. So Chag Sukkot Taselecha, meaning a day that you bring Korbanot. Chag Sukkot Taselecha, Makish Sukkah Chagiga. That means that the Sukkah is linked to the Chagiga, to the Korban Chagiga. Ma Chagiga, the Varshin Mekabel to Mavik Dolom and Aretz. Af Sukkah, the Varshin Mekabel to Mavik Dolom and Aretz. What does he mean? Now, very interesting. They're saying here, it's talking about the Korban Chagiga. Just like the Korban Chagiga is not Mekabel to Mavik, because a living animal cannot be Mekabel to and it's Gidulom and Aretz because it eats grass from the ground. Right? That's what's saying Gidulom and Aretz. So, so too, uh, anything that is, um, that grows from the ground and that, uh, and that is not Mikabel Tumat. It's the same rule. In other words, that's what he's learning from. She says, Kol Right, it says any animal is really considered to be that it grows from the ground because it eats from the ground. But you wouldn't say that about fish or salt and so on, things that do not grow from the ground. All right, so now, if that's true though, we come to Yud Bet Ima, Chagiga Balechayim, Afsukana Balechayim. So according to that, we should be able to use animals as our schach. Right? Because it's called reductio ad absurdum. If you're going to take that equation and say we're learning it from the Korban Chagiga, so then why can't I just put a horse on top of my sukkah and I'll use that as the schach? It grows from the ground and it's not mekabel tumah. So what's the problem? Well, no, because that's food. We know you can't use food. That's one of the rules. And then it would be mekabel tumah then. Live. Live animal you would have to use. I'm, I'm not saying, they're saying according, yeah, it's like, why can't you... Meaning it's, it's giving it a, it's saying not really that it would seriously consider that. It's saying if you're gonna, if you're gonna compare the two things, you're gonna say that the rule of, of schach comes from animals, so then why can't you use a living animal? You obviously cannot. Right? So, came with a different version of what Rabbi Yochanan said. They didn't like what Rav Dimi said because Rav Dimi's version leads to the absurd conclusion that you could use a tie live chickens down to your top of your sukkah and you're gonna have schach because they're gidulei karka and they're not mikabel tumah as long as they're alive. Right? So it says, no. Some say which also we know that it's not. That's mikabel tumah though. Yes. That wouldn't work. Right? It's trying to use an example where it isn't mikabel tumah. That's why it's talking about live ones. That the Pasuk says, when do you have Chaga Sukkot? When you gather in Migor Necha from your, basically your grain and your Yikvecha is your wine press. So what is it talking about? It's saying that it's at the season when you're gathering in your grain and your, and your wine, right? So therefore, uh, what, what would you, what is Pesolet? It says, you, therefore, what it's saying is you should make the Sukkot out of the Pesolet, out of what's left over from the grain and the wine, which is the leaves, the stalks, you know, all of that stuff that's left over after you process the uh, fruits and vegetables that are brought in from the, um, from the field. So it says, Maybe it doesn't mean the psolet, maybe it doesn't mean the leaves and the branches that are left over from the making of the wine and from the, uh, and from the processing of the grain. Maybe it actually means the grain itself and the wine itself. Amar Rabbi Zerah, Rabbi Zerah says that's impossible because Yekev Ketivka, how could that be? We see that it says, it says that you should make the scha, that they're interpreting that to mean that you should make it from what's left over after you gather the grain in and you gather the wine. So that means it's talking about the leftover. It can't mean the wine itself because you, what are you going to do? Pour wine to make schach? That doesn't make any sense. So therefore it also doesn't mean that you use the grain itself. It's talking about the leftover pieces the, that are the psolet, what's, you know, what's left over. It can't be the, right, the byproduct. The well, they're, they're going to come to that idea. 
But let's, let's let them do that. Right? So Matkivla, Rabbi Yirmiya, Rabbi Yirmiya said, Ve'ema yayin karush, Shabbat misnir. That's basically what you're saying. Right? Shehu domele igulei dvela. What about the congealed wine? Right? In other words, let's say there's a salad. Like, that's what you're saying. In other words, grapes, right? It's the same thing. In other words, why, why can't it be referring to congealed wine? So maybe you could make schach from wine, and then you could make schach from, from grain then. Maybe, how do you know that it's talking about the uh, pisolet then, according to that? The leftovers, the byproduct? So the Amarabi Zerah, You know, we thought we had a nice teaching here in our hands that we knew what we were talking about, and then Rabbi Yirmiya comes and he throws us an axe into it, meaning he messed up everything. We're asking his questions, you know. See, see even they didn't like questions. Even they didn't like questions in the middle because they messed up everything. You know, so it said, he throws it. So Ravashi, Amar Ravashi says, now, Mi gorn necha velo gorn atzmo, Mi yikvecha velo yekev atzmo. Now that's more of a classic drasha from the extra mem. It says, from the gorn and from the yekev. Not the whole thing. Not the, not the actual grain itself, but what is taken out of it, which is the uh, leftover, uh, you know, byproduct. Rav Chistam, Rav Mehachar, Rav Chistam, learns it from another pasuk, Tzuahar, Vavyu Alezait, Vale Shevet. This is actually a pasuk from uh, Sefer Nechemiah, which really, Ezra Nechemiah is one book of the Tanakh. It's not really two, but we count it as two um, in our, you know, in our minds. You know, it's labeled as two. What? Right, that's when they made the sukkah. So in the Perkhet, when it talks about like the religious revival that happened under uh, Ezra and Nehemiah, so it talks about how, um, and mainly in Perkhet, how they had Rosh Hashanah and then they had Sukkot, and it's you know it was a big deal. They had never had Sukkot like that. Ezra and Nehemiah were Persian. They li- they lived in in uh, they lived in uh, originally in Babylonia. They came back. Yeah, they came back from Babylonia. Um, yeah, I mean, from, sorry, from Persia, yes, because it was the, the Persians had taken over by then, yes. So they were part of the <coughs> Babylonian exile post, post the Persian takeover. So I don't know if they would have identified as Persian or they would have identified as Babylonians because they lived during the, uh, during the overthrow of the... Uh, but I'm sure they liked the Persians more, so maybe they would have wanted to take that identity. Who knows? Anyway, so the, yeah, this is the Pasuk that's describing Sukkot. So it says that they told everybody to go, go to the mountain, bring Alezait, Bring, uh, you know, the uh, leaves of the uh, of the olive tree. Vale, it's shemen. Vale, hadas. So, bring. I'm not sure which it's shemen is. If it's not zayit, I'm not sure. Some other, uh, I guess, some other tree from which they made oil. Vale, hadas. Vale, tmarim. Vale, etzavot. So that's obviously talking about uh, hadasim. Uh, you know, so uh, the so the lasot uh, sukot uh, So it lists all of these different. Um, all of these different plants that they had to gather. Now it says, um, so it's avot, right? So the thing is, it says ale it's avot, and it says hadas, but that's really the same thing, right? Ale it's avot, hainu hadas, hainu it's avot, right? Amav chisda, hadas shotel sukkah, ve'etzavot lelulav. What it means is that you bring hadasim, for that hadas shoteh means a uh, myrtle branch where the three don't come out from the same point. It's supposed to come out from the same Spot the three leaves that come out, right? It, at least the majority, right? At least the majority of the branch you should have that all three leaves come out of the same point. That's the hadas that's used for the mitzvah. Hadas shoteh means one that doesn't work like that. So they would use those hadasim for their schach. And they would use the hadasim of the, uh, uh, that were good for the mitzvah. So what do you see from this pasuk? So what's the key from this pasuk? Pasuk tells you that you see that there's a lot of things 
that are on the list that are not mikabil tum'ah and they grow from the ground. These are all the examples that are given of what they were told to bring. So in, in, a, in a way, it's not a drasha. It's just showing you that what was given as instructions on the list of what to get to build the sukkahs all follow the pattern that there are th- things that grow from the ground and they're not mikabil tum'ah. It's not foods or anything like that. And therefore, we see that that's the guideline uh, that was followed. It's not the same level of a drasha because it's, a, it's sort of like a post hoc drasha, meaning they're... They're not deriving it from the Torah, but they're, they're looking at uh, what he told them to do, and obviously it indicates what the guidelines were. It's like the suit separated from the ground? Huh? It's the assumption is because you take it. So you're taking it. So you're not taking it. Yeah, so that's the assumption. Now, Mishnah says, If you have bundles of straw, bundles of wood, bundles of uh, branches, so we, uh, you cannot use them for schach, with kulan. But if you, uh, if you open up the bundles, then it's kasher. And even in a state of being bundled, they can use, be used for the walls, because we know that for the walls, anything is good. Right? I learned from Rabbi Yochanan two halachot. One was this one that we just read in the Mishnah. The other one was a chotet begadish. If a person, this is a funny case that the Gemara always brings. If you have a big pile of something that is kasher for schach. Let's say a big pile of leaves. Okay? Now, if you, leave, if you leave leaves for long enough, they become like almost solid. You know, they become like a pile of solid. Right? They stick to each other. So let's say a person digs a hole. He makes an igloo in the... Uh, basically, right? He makes an igloo sort of thing in the pile of leaves. So he just makes an opening and then he goes inside. You would say, oh, that's very good. This works. Says it's not, uh, not going to count as a sukkah because he didn't build the sukkah. He just made a hole and he went into a pile of leaves. Not going to work. So it says, what's the reason? So he says, now these are two alachot. One is about putting the bundles of branches on the top and the other one is about the, uh, about the igloo. So the thing is, he said, chada... One of them, Mishum Gzerat Otsar, was because of the Gzerat of the Otsar. Now, Gzerat Otsar means that a person will make a mistake and they'll use something that's not really Sukkara. She explains it as follows. He says that a person, um, a person might uh, uh, go and just stay in a place. He says, En Adam Ose He'll go into his warehouse. He'll go out, he has a, maybe he'll know that it can't be under the, a roof, but he'll go into a place that just has a lot of piles of stuff, like the, like the backyard of the uh, of Home Depot, the outer thing. That, let's say they have like things piled up out there. He has like things piled, branches, a storehouse that he has, and he'll just go sleep under there and he'll think that that's okay. Okay, it won't really be constructed as for, and remember, even though a sukkah that's made by someone who doesn't have intent for a mitzvah is still good, as long as it's according to the parameters, it doesn't matter if, let's say, a Gentile made it, but what does matter is if it wasn't made for, for shade at all. It's just a pile, somebody stacked a lot of branches, and it happens to be they stacked it in something that has, you know, was a structure like this. You can't just go and sleep under it and say it's a sukkah. Okay, that's, so it's saying that's called Gzerat Otsar. And then you have The other problem is this, Which is that we know That everything has to be done In the right order So if a person uh, uh, play, We learned before If a person just puts a branch from, That's attached to a tree On top of the sukkah And then he cuts it But he had already placed it On the sukkah before Or the classic case is The person puts a schach first And then the walls or a person uh, puts tzitzit on, a, on fabric And then cuts the garment Into a four-cornered garment 
Right? All of these are called Taseh Velo Menasa. You're doing it backwards, right? So he said, I don't know which one is which. Which one is a problem because of Gzirat Otsar? Because a person will make a mistake and think that they can sleep under their woodshed or under their, uh, you know, under their collection of, uh, under their storehouse. And which one is, is prohibited because of Taseh Velo Menasa? We have these two cases. One is where you put the bundles of branches that are wrapped. Maybe you'll say the reason is because of a gzerah, that you, you might confuse that with a storehouse in the backyard. Or uh, it could be that that's because of tasev because you put it up there and then you're going to untie it. In other words, you put it up there when it was pasul and then you untie it and it becomes kashir, so it's like tasev Oh, and the same thing with the case of the igloo is the reason why the igloo is not allowed because of that maybe you're going to just like you tunneled into this leaf pile and you're making it a sukkah you might also just go sit under something else that uh, somebody made a pile of leaves you're just going to go sit under it and think it's a schach or is it because of because you didn't actually put schach right you just went into it so there was no tase there was no making of it at all Right. Right, but that's okay. It's just the way you're putting it on. But you're doing an action to put it on. You're not just untying it. They're talking about that you would have it on there, and then you would just take off a tie, and it would be it would just be be done. There's nothing else. Yes. Yeah, it's a different case. You're rolling it out. Every process has a process. Meaning, like it, any putting out of schach has, has a process. You're, it's going to take time, but you're doing an action. That's just the process that you're doing. However, if you put schach on four poles that are not kosher schach and then you put walls around it, it's more problematic because then there were, there were no walls when you put the schach. Yeah. Well, it's going to get to that later. It's going to get that. Don't, don't, don't jump ahead. No, can get if it's in a pile form or not. No, no, why? I'm bringing it because you said... He's going to come to... He's going to come to... Right, right. Right. It's right. It's not necessarily all the time anything that's made is not allowed because we're going to see mats that are made for schach are allowed to use that. Even though it's made by a person, you know, those mats are made. It doesn't necessarily make it pasul if it's just made for schach. It's okay. It's not made for anything else. You understand what I mean? Um, okay, so now. He says, I don't know which halakha is which. So he says, um, Let's figure it out. What's the reason why you can't use bundles? Because a person is going to come in the evening from the field, meaning from work, and he has his bundle of stuff on his shoulder, and then he's going to leave it on top of the sukkah in order for it to dry out. That's a perfect example of if the person puts an item there only to rest it there. And he's like, you know what, I'm going to, I, I'm going to put this on top of the sukkah so it gets some sun and it becomes this. Right, and it wasn't the shame sukkah when he put it there. And then he just said, you know what, I'll just leave it there. It's good schach. Yeah, but when you put it up there, you didn't put it up there as schach. You put it up there to dry, and you happen to be in the middle. It's, Sukkot is coming up. You said, you know what? I don't want to go buy more schach. Ah, just leave it up there. But when you put it up there, it wasn't put up the shem schach, so that won't be good. But so, so therefore, that's it. why it's saying even 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 though technically it might be okay to take a bundle of reeds and put it on to, on the sukkah, since it looks like a type of thing that a person would put on top of a sukkah to dry. 
it looks like the type of thing a person would, uh, you know, would uh, uh, it might use for a commercial purpose and, and then change their mind. So therefore, they said, don't do it because of Tasev min Asui. That's 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 the that's what Rabbi Yochanan explicitly said. Even though okay. You can fix it by shaking it. Meaning you would have to unwrap it and then put them down, back down. Then you so could do it. It's saying it's a xera because it. since it's in a, it wrapped like that, it looks like a type of package a person put up there. It's a xera derabanat. Okay? So now the thing is, it says, so the Gemara says, midaha mishum xerat otza. Where was I? Right? Right? So it says, uh, therefore what? So once we see that, uh, that uh, the case of the, uh, uh, since one of them we can see is Gzerat um, Otsar, so, so this is Tasev Lomen Hasoi, but that's really funny because that's exactly the opposite of what it says, because it just said that it was because of Tasev Lomen Hasoi. What does Rashi say? Rashi says, because if the person... Um, he says, mm-hmm. right. So he says they, they made a called so it's, it's calling this in Yisroj Rabbanan. In other words, he's calling there, he's saying, it's not actual Tasev Right? The, in other words, Rabbi, what, what he's saying is that why did they make a Gzerah that you can never use the package, the bundle of reeds? Why did they make that Gzerah? Because you might come to do Tasev So it's actually Dirabanan. It's not actually Tasev So therefore, the case of the person who tunnels into the leaves and it's like an igloo, that's actual Tasev This is not actual Tasev because the person actually put the bundle on there to be schach. It's just that he might come, therefore, to confuse that with a case where it was just left there and it was not left there for schach. That's what the uh, that's how Rashi is explaining it to us. Okay, so but the thing is, Rabbi Yaakov, what, why did Rabbi Yaakov have this question? He didn't hear the clarification of what the basis is for for invalidating a uh, 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 bundles of uh, reeds because you see that the bundles are invalidated not because it's actual but because of a that maybe you'll, you'll get confused and in a case where you didn't properly place them you'll, you'll, you'll think that it's okay that's, that's, the, uh, that's the conclusion but then Ravashi says wait are you telling me that there's no issue in the bundles of there's only an, a rabbinic issue and you're also telling me and you're telling me that when it comes to making the igloo, tunneling into the leaves, you're telling me there's only one issue, there's only a deoraita issue, there's no derabanan issue. How could that be? So Rashi explains, why is he saying there's no deoraita issue? He says, don't we also see that if a person places that up there, it is pasul me deoraita. In other words, there's a... Uh, Rashi asks, Why, how do you know that it's not a Isur Deoraita that it's talking about? In other words, in our Mishnah, how can you tell it's a Gzera? It says, in Misachim, you're not allowed to put it up there as Chach, the bundles. So how do you know it's talking about a Gzera? Maybe it's, maybe there's, it's talking about a Deoraita. There's also a case Deoraita where it would be invalid. Right? And similarly, uh, it says, in the person who makes the igloo, he says, <coughs> in that case, Milo Matzinan Lememara, she says, 
Couldn't you also say that Philo Satara called Kape Mala, when Yenea Omarin shall ask with Hazar when he can't shame Sukat Kapasile, Matniti Midrabin, I'm sure it's a that maybe even if the guy goes into the igloo and he corrects the issue that there was never the top of the pile of leaves was not placed there to be shade obviously because he was just a pile of leaves right so you might say if I get on top and I lift up the top part of the igloo that I made and I put it back down it should be okay now because I made it it says there's still there's still going to be because maybe you won't realize you need to do that so, right? so he's, he's saying you can't fix it, Midrabanan. But maybe he's saying, how do you know that that wouldn't be an issue? How do you know it's only either or? It's only one is the Rabbanan, one is the Oraita. Maybe both issues apply in both cases. Because in the case, because when you have, when you have the bundles on top of the sukkah, sometimes it's a biblical problem and sometimes it's a rabbinic problem. Right? In other words, if you put it up, if you put it up, uh, you know, without intention for schach, then it would be a biblical problem. If you put it up with intention for schach, it's derabanan. It's a sort of And so too, you could say the same thing with the igloo. If you lift it up the top and put it back down, okay, it would only be any sort of now because you might get confused. And in some cases, when you don't lift up the top, it's any sort of it's a it's pasul midiraita. Why can't they both apply? Right. So it says, Rabbi Yochanan Amalach, Rabbi Yochanan will tell you. I'll tell you why. Only one applies because our, the way I know our Mishnah is only addressing the rabbinic aspect is because it says which means always that means that it's only speaking because they wouldn't use it would say it would say a sukkah that had the, that had bundles on top is pasul. It wouldn't say ein misachachim. Don't, don't use it for schach. In other words, that's a, a rabbinic language. The rabbinic language is that biblically really, is, we wouldn't call this a sukkah sula because actually if you took bundles of branches and you intended to make them schach and you put it on, it would be okay because there's no, there's no problem with using bundles. Mi deoraita. The problem is mi there could be a Deoraita situation where the person just left bundles on top and never intended them to be schach. But from the fact that our Mishnah says, Ein misachachin behen, it's telling you a rabbinic rule. It's not saying sukap sula. Sukap sula would be, uh, would be Deoraita. Right? Like so, a recommendation? It's not a recommendation. It's a rule, but it's saying it's midirabanan from the language. Because otherwise it would say sukkah that, was, uh, that had yes. schach made from this is pasul. Right? So now it says, But when it says a person who tunnels into the pile of leaves, it's not a sukkah. That means it's talking about a case where even midoraita it's not a sukkah. Now it doesn't mean that there isn't also a rabbinic problem, that even if the person goes out and he lifts up the top and he puts it back on, it could still be that there's an isur of uh, otzar, there's an isur de rabbanan. But the Mishnah there is talking about the deoraita case because we can tell from the language that in the case it's saying enasuka, it's not a sukkah at all, which is different than saying en mesachachin, don't use that for schach. Now, Amarav Yudamarav. There's two different kinds of arrowheads that were made out of wood. These were flat pieces that you either inserted them into a metal piece. That's called zcharim. It's called the male. Like we have that also, male, female plug, right? The male and the female part. 
So if you, it's based on the analogy to human anatomy. So you have an insert and a receptacle. So and a part that's inserted a receptacle. So you have a, uh, when it comes to arrowhead, they had certain types that were, that on the, the end would insert into the metal tip. And others that had a receptacle and the metal tip inserted into it. That's called nekevot. Right? Yeah, exactly. Either this way or, or, or a V-shape. Right? So, the, so if it's a, if it's a shape of a, uh, if it's a zacharim, really, it should be allowed because it should be allowed because it's a flat wooden utensil. Really, really, it should be okay. Really, you should, zacharim, we understand why it's okay technically because it's a flat wooden thing and a flat wooden thing is not mikabel tumah. Tumah rules of wooden vessels are only when there's bet kibul. Only when there's a receptacle. And there's no receptacle in it, so it should be okay. So what's the chidush of saying it's not okay? We learned from that because you might have thought that if we allow one type of arrow, then we're going to allow other types because people will get confused and they're not going to realize one, is a, one, is, one doesn't have a receptacle and one does. So therefore it said, but therefore it's telling you that... Huh? Right, it would be allowed because it doesn't have a bit kibul, it doesn't have a receptacle. Now the thing is, kevot psula. It said also that the nekevot are pasul. So pshita, that should be obvious. It has a receptacle. So bet kibul lashme kibul. Because you might have also thought that the nekevot would be allowed. The, rece- the ones with a receptacle should be allowed. Why? Because you fill the receptacle. You don't leave it open like that. It's always filled with the arrowhead, with the metal arrowhead. So you would think it's not really considered a bit kibul. Bit kibul is when you have a bowl and you can put things in, you take them out. Sometimes it's empty, sometimes it's full. This you're going to attach it. So it, it, you might think that's not considered a bit kibul. So come on, that it is. What? No. I don't think so. Because here you see it's tiny. If a person used. Pishtan, they used flax that was processed, okay? Basically, it was processed and it was ready for, uh, for to, to be made into uh, thread and used. So then it's going to be pasul because that's mikabel tum'ah already. But hutsanei pishtan, if it's hutsanei pishtan, it's going to be allowed. And we have to figure out what hutsanei means. And then, right, and then it says, hushanei, hushanei pishtan, eni yodeamahu. And when it comes to hushanei pishtan, I don't know what, it, what the status is, right? Well, we don't know. Hushanei atzman, eni I don't know what it is. Right, in other words, you heard from Rabbi Yochanan three categories. Anitzei pishtan is the totally unprocessed, right? And and uh, I'm sorry, the totally processed rather, right? Anitzei pishtan is the processed. Hutzanei pishtan is the unprocessed. And then there's something in the middle, right? So we don't know exactly where it is, um, where at what point we draw the line between, uh, uh, you know, in the middle. So we know that if it's fully processed, obviously it's mikabel tum'ah. There are three stages. There's the soaking of the flax, the crushing of it to, because it had seeds inside, and they would comb it out, and then it was ready to be used. So if all three processes were done, it was soaked, crushed, combed, so for sure that's mikabel tum'ah, because it's ready to be thread. It's already processed completely. If it, yeah, but it's ready to, it is basically because they're now going to just make it into thread. But it's ready to be used. It's, it's processed. Now, on the other hand, it's already mikabel tumah from that point. Now, on the other hand, if it's, uh, if it's something which is totally unprocessed, like the raw flax, for sure, that's a flax branch. There's no, there's no problem with that, using that because unprocessed, natural thing. In other words, they didn't, uh, they didn't soak it, they didn't do anything. They didn't soak it, they didn't wash it, they didn't do anything. But the question is, what's the middle case? If you're talking about where you did the crushing, but you didn't comb it, that would mean, that's if that's the middle case, so then, 
So that would mean if they only soaked it, but they didn't crush it, that's still considered totally unprocessed. If you soaked it, but you didn't crush, that's also in the gray area. No, no, I don't think so. I think it's some Aramaic word. But the point is that the question is, Totally unprocessed, definitely good for schach. Totally processed, definitely not good. The question is, if it's soaked but not crushed, right? Or it's crushed but not, right? The question is, what is the middle case that's a gray area? Is the middle case that's a gray area when it's been crushed but not combed? Or is the middle case that's a gray area even if it was just soaked, we're already not sure if that's considered to be processed and therefore we have a safek about it, right? The question is, what's... No, they soak it to soften it. They crush it and then they come. Yeah, you yeah. Can compare it to plywood and it's going to be easy. At what stage? At what stage do you consider it to be processed? That's the question. Now, but it says they didn't answer the question though. They said they didn't know what he was referring to with the gray area. We know what the two extremes are. We don't know what the gray area exactly where to draw the line in that. Now, um, these are two different kinds of a. Uh, it says They're types of uh, of uh, vegetables or, but not really not for human consumption, just type of plants, okay? Different types of plants. We don't know exactly what they are, but we can figure out from what it's going to say. Lo misachin, we can't use them, uh, right? So it says, first it says, hanei you can, according to Rabbi Yehuda. Abaye amar, What's the reason? Because since they have a bad smell, a person will leave. In other words, this is a plant. In a, so what do, you, what do you see here? We don't have to know actually what these two plants are. The point is that he's saying that if you have plants, plants that are not for human consumption, if it's lettuce that people eat, you can use it as schach because that's a food for humans. But if it's a... You cannot use food for schach. Cannot, right? So if it's for human food... But if you're talking about something an animal would eat, almost any plant animal would eat, so you're not being able to eat that either. Right, so it's saying you, so even though it's something where the plant is, uh, you know, is, is only edible for animals and not humans, right? Since it's, it has a bad smell, you can't use it for schach. Bad smell, you cannot use it for schach because that's why Abaye is saying, so we don't need to know what these exact plants are. We can understand what the rule is. In other words, the rule is that even though it's something which is a plant that would normally be good for schach, there's an additional concern that if it smells bad, you're not going to want to sit in the sukkah with a bad smell. Okay? There's some bushes that smell bad. Right. Now it says, Amar Rav Hanan Barava, there are other kinds of thorns and bushes and whatever, uh, different kinds of bushes that you can use for schach. But we see these all the time, these different kinds of little uh, bushes or whatever they are. What's the reason why you can't use the higi according to Abaye? He says, since the leaves fall down all the time, Okay, you can't use them. That's why some people, they don't like uh, using like evergreen uh, thing because the whole time the leaves, they fall down into the food and people, they don't like it. Right? Logistics, but not Yeah, he's just saying logistics. In other words, he's saying there are things that are, that min, Torah, from perspective of the Torah would be fine, but for practical reasons, you can't use them as schach because you can't set up a situation in which the, schach, the sukkah is going to be undesirable for you to inhabit. You can't have a situation where you're creating, a, you're setting yourself up for failure because you're not going to want to go in there with the leaves falling in your food or, or, or with a bad smell. Oh, oh, I, I need something. No, it's food. You cannot use food. You cannot use food. 
You don't eat that. You mean that? Yeah, you don't. You don't eat that. But maybe, maybe some animals they do eat banana peel, but we don't need it. It's no, no. Anafim are always okay. Anything that's not eaten by a person is okay. Anything that is not. Leaves of great, great one. Oh, because we eat them. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a good. Right. Yeah, the That's a good. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, it's a good question because okay, I, I guess, yeah, I guess it probably depends on the, yeah, it probably depends on the situation and, and whether they're the kind that's actually eaten and things like that. I would assume that if they're actually the kind that's eaten, that would be an issue. The vine itself, the vine itself wouldn't be an issue because the, the wine of the, the green part is edible. The, right, it's edible. Animals, people don't eat it. It has to be something that people normally eat. Uh, people the people eat. I don't know. Let's let's not get into every question. I don't, I, 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 we have to go. There. But let's let's see what we'll So my t- well, so now so it says Amar of Gidal Amarav. Hi Afkuta the Diklam Sachinbo. The branches that come out of the palm tree, you can use them. Even though they come out as a bundle. In other words, when they come out of the tree, they come out as a bundle. They come out together. From the, if you take it from the root, it's going to be a bundle. But eged bide shemaim lashme eged. Even though we have a rule that we don't use bundles, that's not considered a bundle because Hashem made that, right? eged bechad lashme eged. Says the same thing. Even though you might then tie the end of it because it's branching out. Yeah. So you want that? Yeah, that's okay because it was already since it was already one entity. Right, we don't consider that multiple entities bound together because because mina shemaim was united at the bottom. Amar chista, amar avina, parshela hanei dukrei dekanei. Similarly, these reeds that protrude, misachinbo, you can use them. Afalgav da gid agid einenu eged deshemayim lashme eged, and then afalgav da hadar agidlo eged bechad lashme eged. Similar, same concept that you can use reeds that come out in a bundle, and naturally that's how they appear. Right, they naturally come out like that in a group together. And when you take it from the bottom of the branch, it's going to be like that. And even if you tie the other side, it's not considered a bundle because it was already, it was already one entity. You can use kanim and dukranim, which is, a, these are the uh, different kinds of reeds. So it says, kanim, pshita, it's obvious that you're allowed to use reeds. Everyone uses uh, the, that kind of thing. That we're talking about even of the dukranim, even of this plant, that the way that the, that the, um, that the, the branch comes out is that it comes out as a multiple, a multi-branch in every branch, and it looks like a bundle, you're still allowed to use it because it was done by the Shamaim and not by you. So, you would have thought that maybe 